This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. I'm your host, Cody Burkett. I've got some special guests tonight. My name is James McNew. I am a colleague of Cody. Jen Condon, General Scofflaw. <laughs> Minister of Shenanigans for Arizona Wine. I try. So we're partly doing this recording for Jen for homework, comparing old world and new world. Tonight's wine is the 2015 Colorado Cobb Franc from Sutcliffe Vineyards. So Colorado is going to be today's focus, tonight's focus, today's tonight's tomorrow's, whatever you're listening to this. Uh, I'm going to read you the back of the label here. The grapes for our Cabernet Franc were sourced from Black Bear Orchards in Colorado. A lovely wine that is delicate, aromatic, and extremely well-balanced. Aged in French oak barrels for 18 months, unfined, unfiltered. Joe Buckle was the winemaker. Sutcliffe Vineyards is in Cortez, Colorado. So, in Colorado, you can get your wine in your pot, theoretically. <laughs> if that's your thing. If it's not your thing, then whatevs. So the history of wine in Colorado. They were first brought to Colorado in the 19th century by miners. Uh, the first agricultural record of vineyards uh, was when the then Governor George A. Crawford, who was the founder of Grand Junction, by the way, planted 60 acres of grapes and other fruit near Palisade. The Palisades are still a major wine-producing area in Colora- uh, Colorado. I think they're also in AVA. Uh, this fruit is not from an AVA, even though there are two of them in Colorado, I believe. Yes, there's the Grand Valley AVA and the West Elks AVA. There's a total of 1,000 acres planted in Colorado, so it's relatively equal to uh, Arizona. Wine produced is about 178,000 cases, so the case production is a little bit higher than Arizona, I think. Anyway, Colorado is one of the most highly recognized uh, auxiliary wine states in the U.S. because there's actually several wineries that have been given scores of 90 points or above by wine enthusiasts. Now, whether you're a believer in the point scale or not, it is good for marketing, and I personally do not believe in point scale, I think. Uh, I don't believe in the point scale. I think it's bupkis when you get down to it. The wine police are after me for talking shit about the point scale, apparently. It's Robert B. Parker behind us. Shit, shit, shit. Big shakedown, man. But on another side note, in 2018, i.e. the year of this podcast, Wine Enthusiast magazine named the Grand Valley AVA one of the top ten wine travel destinations in the world. Uh, I want to say the Verde Valley also made that list, but I could be wrong. Uh, If not, it should have, but I'm biased. So anyway, Cab Franc, as I mentioned, I believe, in the Idaho podcast, is one of the ancestors of Cabernet Sauvignon along with Sauvignon Blanc. Jen was kind enough to provide us with a cake here uh, to pair with this wine. But before we see how it works with the cake, let's talk a little bit about this wine in and of itself. We we talked a little bit before uh, uh, recording what the nose of this cab was like. Uh, Jen was kind enough to get most of the notes. Do you want me to read them? 
I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm multitasking over here. So we did a, a first smell, a first um, glance, and here's what we got. We got some tobacco, we think clove, we're talking some violet, lilac, floral, scents, cedar, cherry, earth, and even a little blueberry. Then we did a swirl. We gave it a, a second whiff. We got some black currant, anise, and it, in addition to the stuff above, it kind of just um, gets accented when you know once it's aerating some. And then, and then we tasted, and we found some blueberry, cherry tobacco which is you know things that we had previously smelled and then we came up with some other things on this wheel that I didn't um, I didn't write down but let me review so I think definitely black pepper I think we all agreed we got mm -hmm. black pepper we decided it was sour cherry as opposed to black cherry and black currant for our black fruit and honestly, the finish of this wine, it almost tastes like you're swallowing a cherry Jolly Rancher that's been wrapped in uh, cigar leaves, probably like a Connecticut or a, or a Honduran wrapper with a little bit of black pepper mixed in and, and medium acidity and fun stuff like that. It's a good full-bodied Cab Franc. And honestly, I have always felt that Colorado kind of hit the nail on the head with Cab Franc. Um, we all have, well, two of us have stories involving uh, this wine or similar vintage to it. My story was sitting in the Denver airport. There's this really great wine bar. And there was a very kind of snooty sommelier <laughs> behind there. And I said, oh, I want a Colorado flight. And he's like, well, we don't have one. And it's like, well, I'm seeing four different wines on your menu that are Colorado, you have two whites, a rosé and a red, or maybe it was a white, a rosé and two reds. You know, ring me up for like the most expensive flight or whatever, I'd like to do it because I want to explore Colorado. And he gave me this weird look and then said, you know, fine. <laughs> like, excuse me for, you know, wanting to taste the landscape where I was in, God forbid. Um, and I think that was the 2014 or 2013 Cab Franc, but also Sutcliffe. And I remember thinking, gosh, I wish I could actually grab a bottle of this to take home. And I didn't, because I couldn't bring it on the plane, obviously. And also it was like $50 a bottle for in the airport. And I'm just like, I can't swing that right now. Impressed. Well, the 2014 Sutcliffe was my first taste of any Colorado Cab Franc, and that was up in Flagstaff at the Annex, which um, they used to go and go up to Sutcliffe and, you know, blend wines for the restaurant. The ownership has changed, so I don't know that that's happening anymore, but the Cab Franc was Sut Sutcliffe Cab Franc, regardless of, you know, Annex, whatever, um, and that was something that I had with duck confit which was the first time I ever had duck confit and it was served with 
a braised kale and I want to say there was you know some kind of polenta on the dish I mean it was it's been a while but it was it, it was that it was that thing when food and wine come together and you go oh like so the whole the going back to the 2014 Cab Franc vintage from Sutcliffe was outstanding this in my recollection is not as good but it's good Definitely it may bad. well have been the 2014 vintage that I mm -hmm. had while I was at the Denver airport because I remember literally going, wow. Uh, and I've had Colorado wines off and on. Gary has brought a few back. I you know, Gris from the Palisades area, the Grand Valley AVA, that was really impressive. A Cab Franc is, is something that I've felt that Colorado really nails better than most other states, in my opinion. But I'm willing to change my mind. We're going to be reviewing a few other Cabernet Francs over the course of this podcast. We're going to be recording another one tonight. We're also going to be comparing this one to Chinon, which is kind of my favorite mm -hmm. old world Cab Franc from the Loire Valley. Speaking of, mm. I need to try this with the cake. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit about this cake, too. Because you were saying it's all organic. <laughs> I think so. I just took a big bite, Cody. Oh. <laughs> it's the recipe off the side of the Hershey's cocoa, mm -hmm. where you pour the boiling water into the <clears throat> the batter, and it's super moist. And then the frosting, I've substituted some honey for the powdered sugar, so it's not so sweet. Oh, this is good. Mm. That Those two pair beautifully. Mm. Why, thank you. Honestly, I've always felt that chocolate cake is the best pairing for Cab Franc in any red form. Oh, that just takes it to a whole other mm. level. That's that thing. Well. It happened. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, general rules of wine pairing are, well, for one, pair a food you like with the wine you like. But for two, generally, bigger foods require bigger wines. Deeper wines require deeper foods. You don't want a wine that's going to overwhelm a dish, or you don't want food, for that matter, that will overwhelm the wine. A nice balance is always key, as in most things in life. I if, I, like <clears throat> if I could add, if you're really hardcore about it, you don't model the wine around the food, you model the food mm -hmm. around the wine. Exactly. Well, on that note, guys, let's make America grape again. Cheers. Cheers to Colorado Capcom. <laughs> Make America Grape Again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk, or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website. Make America Grape Again Podcast dot com.